Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let Mom's Green Thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants, indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give Mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Welcome into the Monday Scramble podcast. Jay Coffin here alongside Ryan Lavner. You know, Lav, there was a lot of golf in 2016 so that means there was a lot of golf to be covered yes you and i both covered a lot correct our our wives would probably say too much but yes actually mine probably wish i covered covered more (laughs) maybe not my kids i don't want to speak for my kids but my wife i feel pretty comfortable in saying she wishes i was gone twice as much as i was but let's bring in right now golf central producer andrew bradley's on the phone he's been with us for 10 years He's covered more golf this year than both of us combined. Yes. Andrew Bradley, 27 events this year. Is that correct, Brad? Yeah, it is, guys. Uh, it's been a, a long but a very great year uh, covering uh, the PGA Tour for Golf Channel. Well, so talk us, before we get into sort of highlights and lowlights of, of the year, just kind of give us, a, give, us a, give us a 30 seconds, 45 seconds on on what you do, Brad. Brad, what do no you one, do? No one knows what you do for a living. Jay and I write and we edit, and that's and that's what we do. No one knows what the heck you do. So tell us. So so pretty much what I do is um, I cover that. You know, I work for Golf Central out in the field, bringing them all the video, the highlights, sound, working with our reporters on their reports for the daily. You know, Golf Central's Tuesday. You know, Tuesday through Sunday. Um, when there's early highlights that, you, that you'll see. Uh, the broadcast and on Golf Central pre and post game, uh, we go out. We we get those highlights in the morning uh, with our two our two cameras. Uh, you see the interviews that are shot uh, prior to the broadcast on Thursday through Sunday and on Tuesday and Wednesday. We're out getting those with uh, with our illustrious supporters Todd Lewis, Steve Perkowski, George Savarikis, and MQ. Uh, so anything that's done out in the field, uh, we cover it and we uh, we feed it back uh, um, to Orlando to be put on the air uh, for all the viewers to watch. Bradley, who's the biggest diva out there? <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just kidding. This will this will be like the uncut Monday scramble. We can we can we can get to that one on a on a, on a different podcast. Um, you've covered a lot of events and a lot of really cool moments happened this year. Probably not so cool for Jordan Spieth, but the Masters was certainly memorable. You had the opportunity to cover the Olympics. Um, the Open was some of the best golf we've ever seen head to head. What are some of your best memories from this year covering the tour? Well, one of the, I, I think one of the best. I mean, that's the the Open Championship, not just because uh, it obviously came to uh, to NBC um, this year, but the, I mean, the first round that Phil Mickelson put together was to, to be out there and to watch and to see it and to, um, and to and to be in the mix in the crowd, as you guys know. I mean, it was it was just tremendous golf to watch. Uh, and then obviously, what uh, the, the last three days transpired with with him and Henrik, and the final day was, I mean, one of the best. You know. One of the best rounds of golf I've I've seen in a long, long time, and just it, it added up to a, a great win for uh, someone we all you know, truly think is a is a great guy and a and a great character in the game. And Henrik Stenson, I think that's one of the best moments of the year for me. 
but I mean, you, you, you talked about the Olympics, and uh, I got to go cover both weeks, men and women, uh, the Olympics, and not just what we saw on the golf course, but the the experience outside of it as well uh, was one of the best um, uh, memories that I have this year, and something that you know we we all kind of wondered what it would be like. You know, we always players who said they weren't going to show up and not going to play, uh, and I think that uh, the Olympics uh, got what they. Uh, got, golf got what they needed in the Olympics and in the, in the six medalists that they had. Yeah, I, I agree with you there, Brad. You and I, we were we were down there uh, quite a bit together. And I, I've said this before, and I didn't say it too, I didn't say it too much publicly before, but you know, it took me a long time to warm up to golf in the Olympics. It just it just did. It wasn't necessarily po- it was the popular opinion five six years ago. I just you know kind of was always look golf has its four, and this is never going to come. You know that was. It was the obvious argument, right? It's what everybody had. I, I kind of, I understood it, and I, I grew up as a swimmer. So to me, the Olympics is the, is the top. From the time I was five years old, I was all in on swimming. So every four years, I loved the Olympics, and I loved golf. I just didn't necessarily love them both together. And getting ready to go down there, you know, talking to my wife, she was just like, look, you know, go down there, and whatever happens, happens. You're covering the Olympics, and that's pretty cool. And to get that kind of a payoff, just, you know, Bubba Watson, just how, I mean, who would have thought that Bubba Watson basically like helped, helped save the yeah. Olympics for the Americans and how great he was, and Ricky Fowler, and then Rosen Stinson again, and it was just, and then Kuchar sneaking in there for a bronze. It was tremendous. I mean, I'm not an overly emotional person or excitable person, but being down there was ridiculously cool. It just so happened, too, that the men's and women's championships were good theater yes. in terms of good golf. If you had, If you had <laughs> exactly. some... some no name winners on both sides, yeah. and there's really no drama. They won by three or four shots. You're probably not going to have Absolutely. this reaction. But now everyone who did skip out correct, correct. saw this, and now they can't wait for 2020. Yeah. Jordan Spieth can't wait for 2020. Dustin Johnson can't wait for 2020. Yeah. I mean, all these players they who, who took a pass, they, they can't wait for a four-year's time. Yeah. And, and I think maybe they just need to see what it was going to be like. You know? and totally. You can, and you can use whatever... Um, reason that they used to not go play, and you know, Adam Scott was obviously the one who was, uh, you know, very, you know, out, you know, out front and saying he just doesn't believe that golf should be in the Olympics, and that's fine. We always appreciated his candor and his and his honest opinion. When I was out there on the on the final green, uh, watching um, Justin Rose make that putt and had that big reaction, like he'd won a major championship, like when he won, you know, the U.S. Open back at Marion in 2013. That solidified what the Olympics like. It gave him goosebumps and watching the medal ceremony yeah. and uh, and then being around these guys afterwards and seeing the pride that they had in wearing that medal. Um, just it really, it, that's, where they, that's where it really started to kind of feel like, wow, this is, yeah. golf has made it, 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 golf made its mark in the Olympics. And even still, those medals are still a big deal right now. And Justin Rose talking about how much it meant to his son. That was all really cool. And all right, Golf Channel producer Andrew Bradley joining me and Ryan Lavender here on the Monday Scramble pod, podcast. All right, Brad's. So let's set aside the big ones. I mean, everybody knows the Masters is cool and, and the Olympics was cool and, you know, the, the DJ stuff at the U.S. Open, and just, you know, <laughs> the Open, the PGA, the Ryder Cup. Those are all cool. Set those aside, and I don't want to call it a regular tour event because I don't want to belittle it or anything, but set the big boys aside. Um, any other cool moments uh, this year that court, sort of stand out in your mind? Couple out on the West Coast swing, actually. That uh, a couple of my f- the first. I mean, I was in Hawaii for when Jordan Spieth, you know, won and routed the field uh, in, in Maui. But a couple, um, one at the Farmers Insurance Open. Ryan, you were out there uh, covering it as well with me. The fact of what happened on Sunday with the weather and the 50 to 60 mile an hour winds that just howled in. 
Um, we had actually evacuated the media center. Uh, the lights were about to look like they're about to fall down there. In the round uh, that Brand Snedeker shot. That's what I was just saying. The round that Brand Snedeker shot that day, people seem to think, yeah, I mean, listen, Henrik Stenson, the Phil Mickelson rounds in the majors, off the charts good. But this may have been the round, the best round of the year that nobody talks about anymore. And then to be there on Monday with no fans allowed, no one was allowed on the course except for the players and the media. And it, it was just an eerie feeling. It was a beautiful day. And you're just, and then you're sitting there with Brant Snedeker on the putting ring when, when KJ Choi didn't make that putt on 18. And the exuberation after that, it was, it was, it was a tremendous moment. And then to actually go two weeks later um, and see Vaughn Taylor win uh, on the PJ Tour for the first time, I think it was, what, 2004, I want to yeah. say? Yeah, 11 uh, years, 12 years, something like that. Yeah. The emotion that was on his face and his family's face, I was, I was in, the, uh, in the scoring area with him. It, that really shows, like, you, you forget about, you know, we see all these big names win, and we want to see them win, you know, the, the, the top five players in the world, the names you want to see win. But seeing someone like Vaughn Taylor and the emotion that was on his face, and, uh, you know, hugging his family and his, uh, his, his son that's there, that's what I think sometimes we, we seem to forget, that you know, there's a guy who's struggled for years. He's a Ryder, he's a Ryder Cup player. Uh, and, and struggled so much recently with his game, and, and all of a sudden he comes out and he has this magical week at Pebble Beach, uh, meeting obviously Phil Nicholson missed that, that short putt on, on 18. That was a, a truly, I think, a cool moment, as you said, in, in what we call a regular tour event uh, that really stuck out in my mind this year. Yeah, that Brant Snedeker round at Torrey Pines was, <laughs> was ridiculous. I, I remember distinctly going into the parking lot at Torrey Pines and sitting in ESPN.com writer Bob Herrick's car as, as we waited out to see whether we were, we're all we were all about to die. I also think at Ken Ken Duke's round, you talk about where does where does Sned's round uh, rank this year? Ken Duke's 65, I believe it was in the third round at TPC Sawgrass, and that course was basically unplayable. Mm -hmm. Was really really good. Brad's one of the tournaments that I covered this year that was kind of under the radar, and I'm not just saying this as a as a shill for Golf Channel, but that NCAA championship mm -hmm. on both the men's and women's side was just awesome. If you think about the women, you had all these crazy upsets. You had hole-outs to determine matches. It was some of the best theater we've seen all year. And then you had Bo Hostler, who is the best player in college golf on the men's side. He's going to be a, a huge star once he recovers from shoulder surgery. Hurts his shoulder in the semifinals. He can't play in the finals. And it still came down to, to the end of the wire. I was doing a, a different job, doing a recording job. I would have had Andrew Bradley probably holding my hand uh, if he was actually covering that tournament. <laughs> Um, but that was that was really cool to me. That was some of the most exciting golf, yeah. men's, women's, amateur, pro, whatever you call it. It was some of the best golf we yeah, saw all year. 2017 is going to have a lot to live up to. Yeah, there's no there's and, no and, chance that it lives up to that. Go ahead, Brad. And if, if you want if you want to know how um, how much that had an impact, uh, I was covering the memorial that week, and we're at a, a restaurant eating dinner. It was like me and Todd Lewis and a few other people, and it's on, and we're glued to the TV glued to the TV watching that, that excitement. And, I, and as Ryan knows, I'm a huge college golf and amateur golf fan. So we're, we're sitting there glued to the TV watching all of that stuff go on. So, yeah, I, I mean, I definitely – you're right. It's not just some self-serving to the, to the company that was on Golf Channel. but the And players are watching it, too. They're, they're all the modders apart, but they're, they're watching and they're, they're, they're wanting to see this. And I think – I agree with you, Ryan. It was some fantastic theater. All right, Brad, so look, you know, maybe it is college golf, maybe it's not, but, you know, you're on the road for 27 weeks, so over, over half the year you're away from your family, and, and I hate to add more to your plate. I would never want to do that, but were there, 
one or two events that you did not cover that you actually sat back and looked at and thought, man, I actually kind of wish that I would have been there? I mean, obviously, um, and I've seen a, I've seen a 59 to win, uh, Stuart mm-hmm. Appleby, yep. Greenbrier, back in 2010. I was there. That's it's, cool. Obviously would have loved to have seen Jim Furyk's 58 in person. Yeah. Uh, that, I mean, definitely look at that and say, man, I wish I, I wish I could have been a part of that. Um, you know, I, 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 man, I just, I mean, I'm trying to think back on some, some of the events that I maybe you've, I didn't you've only cover. Had, you've only had like four weeks off, so there really isn't that many to choose from. <laughs> I'm, I'm impressed yeah, that you came up with one. <laughs> I, I, that, that was that, that was definitely the one that sticks out. Cause I actually remember turning on the TV. I was you know at home and 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 kind of uh, and kind of watching that and going, man, unbelievable that they, that he's putting this together and it, and it could have been lower. Yeah, Brad's one of the things that. Uh, sorry, go ahead. No, no, you're good. I was going to say, just kind of shifting gears a little bit, one of the, the main perks of our job is that we do have a, a media credential and that we get to go places that the fans can't go. Um, I'm curious, were there any you know, behind-the-scenes stories that kind of made you think a little bit this year? I can, I can think of a couple examples. Um, just the humanity of Jordan Spieth after the Masters. I mean, he just had his heart ripped out in front of everybody. He sat through that green jacket presentation. I was absolutely shell-shocked putting that on Daniel Willett. And then for him to stand up, answer the questions while his parents, his manager, his girlfriend, his swing coach were all in the parking lot Mm -hmm. crying, unable to form sentences, did not want to talk at all. For him to stand up and do that was absolutely incredible. Do you have any stories like that, you know, kind of peeling behind the curtain of of things that the, the average listener, reader, viewer at home wouldn't know? So uh, I, I think another great one, to, and an example of who I think he is as a person and as a player, Jason Day after the play, after his Players' Championship win. Obviously, you guys both know there is a lot of media and other things that, that a champion has to do, especially at a big event like that. And we're, um, you know, after he gets done with the trophy ceremony and he gets done with, and my producer, Matt Haggerty, uh, telling us, and we have something what we like to call the live view, and it's a, it's a portable, like almost like uplink truck, where we can plug into our camera and we shoot, and it, and it goes down back to and fed back to Orlando with a 12 second delay, so they can use it almost like a live camera. He said, We want you to follow Jason Day. We want you to just kind of document where he goes. And after he got done with his press conference, Jason Day, there was a, probably 100 fans, and a lot of them kids, kind of back by where the scoring area is, and we kind of followed them back down there. And he signed autographs for probably a good 20 minutes, took pictures with kids, um, just showing that these guys aren't just running off and, uh, and just trying to get out of there. He appreciates what these fans, especially the kids, and it's you know, one of those days. And so he, he went and he signed autographs. Then he actually hopped in a cart and we followed him. He went back to do a, a toast with all of the volunteers in the volunteer um, area, um, back in like the maintenance area. And that's just kind of cool. Like he, I'm sure that these are things that, that they're supposed to do, but to do it, and he always does it with such a, a smile on his face and, and you know, heartfelt words of thank you to the volunteers and to sit there and sign autographs. That's just one an example that I remember seeing and being able to document um, for uh, our viewers that I thought was really cool. Yeah, a lot of things like that stick out in my mind. Also, too, a little bit different, more of a sad note, but, you know, with Arnie's passing there right before the Ryder Cup, how many people we had on our air that were just bending over backwards to reach out to us to go on our air 
to just be able to give two minutes to, to talk about Arnie. I mean, you know, we could have filled five weeks and not re, not repeated a a single guest because people were just handing them phone. Hey, go on Golf Channel and talk about Arnie. Got it. Absolutely. Why would you not do it? So that it was like a telephone. It, it was terrific. It was terrific right before. It was so. It was so good. It was. It, that was. One, I was. Um, I was at the Tour Championship that week, and obviously we get we get the news. And my producer was trying to kind of not hide from me, but he's trying to make sure that it was going on before. And I'm like, like, hey, I need to know because Rory's in his press conference, and you know, if we want to get word from you know, talk to Rory about it. And I think that also shows like, when you talk about people just want to talk about Mr. Palmer. I mean, Rory, we stopped him afterwards. He done fucking he done another like five interviews or whatever, and I was just like, I, I'm, I'm, and he's just sitting there and talks us there four minutes about Mr. Palmer and about what he meant to him and some of the stories, and I think that's kind of one of those things that they talk about and I just it's, a, it's impressive and it's something that you said we get to see and that maybe other people don't get to see yes yeah, speaking of you know kind of interviews and stuff we are reporters we are in the field we are talking to players talking to managers talking to whoever may be at a tournament let's just go around the horn here any memories of interviews the best interviews you had this year, Jay. You covered the Olympics. No one was covering that really for for us. What do you have? I actually, I wrote it down. It, it and it's it is weird, but Aditi Ashok, who just who won, just won. I, I, last <laughs> yeah. week when this came out, I was I I was thinking about this last week. No, you know, in in preparation for this, my my hours and hours of preparation for this podcast, um, that stood out to me before before she even won this week about how poised she was. How refreshing she was! Eighteen. How sweet! Yes, eight, I mean, just a sweetheart of a girl. I mean, really, of a of a young lady. I mean, 18, 18 years old. Just an absolute sweetheart. Sort of got it. Um, just was interested in playing. Used to eat dinner across the street from a golf course and with her family, and said, "Hey, that would be cool." There was no background of uh, uh, family history of playing, and her dad got her going. And for her dad to sit there, who carried her bag that week, and her dad talked to us another half hour he had almost tears in his eyes yeah i'm just carrying the bag but you could just see the pride that he couldn't it didn't matter what she shot the fact that she was there and was an olympian i mean it almost made me cry just thinking of my 11 year old daughter who can't make contact with a golf ball like just thinking <laughs> of what kind of pride he must have after just talking to her them and then to see what she's done this past weekend was really refreshing would love to see her get out on the lp yeah i, I wrote down three interviews i they're so they're so memorable i had to write them down so i wouldn't forget them uh, the first one, and Brad, we talked about Tory Pines and not trying to blow away that week. But earlier in that week, I talked to Gary Finau, Tony's father, and he, I talked to him for two or three hours, just kind of detailing his son's improbable rise through poverty and really not having a, a means to play. Um, that interview is always going to stick with me. It didn't didn't hurt that it was also like 68 degrees, perfectly sunny, and we were looking out <laughs> on the Pacific, so that was certainly memorable. Maverick McNeely at the U.S. Amateur had the opportunity to sit down with him. If you have never heard this kid speak before, it will just blow you away. He has got to be the smartest 20-year-old <laughs> in the country. I know we're in the midst of this you know, fallout from the presidential election. If Maverick McNeely runs for president, I will vote for him. He is just incredibly thoughtful, uh, and I, I really enjoy spending time with him. And Mike Davis, interviewing him on the 18th green at Oakmont Ooh. after the U.S. Open. His oh, phone yeah. was blowing off the hook. The, all the people in the blue blazers were kind of like tugging at his jacket, like, let's get the heck out of here. And you could just see that his life was about to change 
for the worst. The rules were never going to be the same after yeah. that. It was just a pretty uh, incredible moment. That was a very short interview, <laughs> but it was an interview nonetheless. Brad's, what do you got? The, the Mike Davis one definitely sticks out. Is uh, I remember uh, talking on the phone. I mean, we have a certain number of passes to get out on the on the seventy on the seventy second green there for uh, the U.S. Open, and Courtney Holt, who's back, kind of working some things for us. She's our senior director of player relations. She's like, I'm just trying to send a representative from the USGA out to the green so Steve Burkowski could interview him, and and that and the whole Mike Davis just just crazy um, afterwards. One that really stuck out uh, to me, and I was just thinking about this again. As I was going back through my head, all the tournaments I got to cover this year, uh, James Hahn, his uh, after mm. his second win uh, at the at the Wells Fargo Championship at Quail Hollow, and uh, the fighting back some tears because he, he knew. Cause, I mean, as he as he told us, he goes, "You win the first one, that's that's great. You know, that that's that's a breakthrough." But he's like, "When is the second one going to happen?" And, and he'd had a lot of struggles up to that point, missed a bunch of cuts in a row, and all of a sudden he's winning in a playoff uh, at, on one of the you know, more prominent courses on the PGA Tour obviously going to host a major this coming year at the 2017 PGA. And just the, the emotion that he had sitting there talking to Todd Lewis afterwards and knowing that this wasn't that, – that, that second win it doesn't always happen and that it did happen, that he knows that they're, that they're fleeting and that he needs to enjoy them, um, especially where, you know, obviously where he's come from uh, coming up, you know, being a shoe salesman at Nordstrom's and everything. So that was one that really definitely uh, stuck out also. Uh, Henrik Stenson, and, and we get we sit down, we do interviews after every major, uh, sit-down interviews with one of our reporters and the major champion, and these things take forever because there's also other um, uh, entities that do the interviews as well, and these are after their, their media obligations with, uh, all, with all the media in the media center. And Henrik Stenson sat down, not only did all the interviews for us and did them with uh, you know, great grace and a smile, and as we all know, Henrik's a, a great jokester. But he sat down and did about a 15-minute interview in Swedish afterwards with with this guy who he's obviously known for a long time. And it just was again just showing. I don't have an idea what was said. I don't know any Swedish, but uh, it just it was, it was really just kind of a cool moment. We're just and you're just sitting there listening and just like wow, if I only knew what was actually being said, this would be great. I was, really wishing, you, I, was, I was really wishing he was going to say that Todd Lewis was conducting the interview in Swedish. Yeah. That would have just made it so much better. <laughs> you, should have, you should have thrown the old Google translator on it and then uh, and translated it and sent it back. There's a couple good notes there you missed, Brad. It's a good job. <laughs> I know. It was, it, was, it was just one of those things. I, I think I think the world of Hendrick, he's, he's always been so good to yeah. us. He's, he's always quick. with just, a, just He always has that big smile on his face. He's a, he's a jokester, and uh, and he just was was the best. And also, just been on, and, you know, uh, Jimmy Walker. Afterwards, um, he sat down with Steve Burkowski, and you know, I mean, J- J- Jimmy, everything he's going to major, you know, that was a, you know, something that he, he talked about, and that he didn't know if it was, it was ever going to come, and that he had won, you know, the, the five times in the PGA Tour, just another another class act that you know we got to sit down and talk to. All right, Brad's, we'll um, we'll we'll get you, we'll have you one more on your way out. You know, look, 2017 is going to have a lot to live up to. <laughs> I know you're at McGladry right now, and and you know this year is not over. But is there anything right now even – and look, I know you need some rest. You need some rest as much as anybody <laughs> here. Is there one thing next year that's already sort of you've got, you've got start and it's something that you, that, you can't wait, uh, that you can't wait to get here for next year? You know, I was, I was, I was trying to think about this a little bit because it's, it's tough. You said the year's not over with um, – and, and I'll do a lot of you know, similar events next year. But 
I hate to just, you know, go with a, a big event. You're always waiting for the Masters because Rory's just right on the brink of, mm-hmm. um, of, of breaking through and winning the career Grand Slam. Uh, and you just and you want to get there. You want to get there because it's, it's, it's Augusta. I mean, we, we all look forward to it. It's a, it's a, it's a right of spring. Uh, and you get to and you get you get onto the, those hallowed grounds. Uh, so that's probably where I'm, I'm looking. I, I know it's a, you know, kind of a, a cop out to say, you know, because the Masters, everybody's going to say that. Um, you know, but I mean, you kind of you kind of look at that, and, and that's where you're kind of looking at uh, at getting there and covering. And I'm always looking forward to getting to Hawaii to start the year. You know, uh, you know, the winners only event, the Tournament of Champions, as well. Boy, just a tough life, Brad. Yeah. Well, think, of, think of all think of all the off the record stuff that uh, that's floating around in the three of our brains right now that we'd love to talk about, but <laughs> yeah, just there's just no way in hell it's going to happen, right? <laughs> it's it's not. It's, it's been a you know, it's been a tremendous year, and there's been some great moments. I, mean, I, I know Jay. You know, we go back to one picture real quick. I mean, going to all those events and the scene. I, one of the things that gracing I saw was handball at the Olympics. I yeah. thought that was tremendous. Yeah, I, I don't know how that's not picked up in the states. I think that'd be a lot of fun. We should get a golf channel handball team together. Hey, you're bigger. You're bigger than us. Yeah, I'm, so gonna start, if, I'm gonna start stretching so if, my arm uh, now. So if, if that happens, <laughs> if that happens, I'm picking you first. <laughs> all right, buddy. Andrew Bradley, we appreciate the time, buddy. Really appreciate you uh, jumping in with all the insights from the from the year. So. Um, so uh, thanks a lot for joining us, man. Please, please go spend God. time with with your family and. Yeah, just, just sleep a little. Yeah, would reacquaint you? yourself with uh, with your loved ones, would you? <laughs> I definitely won't. Thanks for having me on, guys. I appreciate uh, it. All right, man. That's Andrew Bradley, and for Ryan Labner, I'm Jay Coffin. Thanks for joining us on this Monday Scramble podcast. We will catch you later. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.